A man, you can control how much money you make. A woman can control how much money she makes. You cannot control genetics. And if a man weighs 575 pounds, plays video games all day long, it works as a graphic designer, he can get the woman that's 25 years old, weighs 125 pounds, um, looks good from top to bottom, and that's okay. Welcome to the second episode of Adversaries in Harmony, Kings and Queens, Similar Differences, Contrasting Dreams. I am one of your hosts, John Pristell, and the other host is... Tony, with the T. Right, John and Tony. <laughs> All right, so yes, this is our second episode. I'm excited to get to our second episode. Not everybody makes it this far. Yeah, that's Some people true. Stop Very much true. So how was your week, Tony? It was good. It was a lot going on this week. A lot of buzz going on. Social media is really, really humming this week. It's a lot going on. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, any lessons learned from my first episode? Yes. Talk more. Shut John down. Don't let him talk. <laughs> Just joking, guys. <laughs> We're going to learn a lot as we go. It's always going to be challenges. It's always going to be more for us to learn. But John is my buddy, old pal, old pal, old buddy. One thing I learned is you haven't listened to it yet because I haven't, po I haven't uploaded the Dropbox. But one thing I learned is I have to talk louder. I have to get closer to the microphone because you, mic your voice carries. Woohoo! Your voice yeah, carries. My, I, I got to talk louder or be closer to the microphone, one or the other. So I'm going to start out with just being closer to the microphone. And just, well, I guess I do both. And see how that works. Be closer to the microphone and talk louder. Um, so um, the topic for this week um, is, has, I mean, we didn't choose it. It chose us, really. Yeah. And um, the passing of Kevin Samuels. Now, by the time our listeners hear this, um, it will have been maybe a week or so uh, that uh, that he passed away. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm sure it'll still be relevant. It'll be still be relevant conversation. People are going to be talking about this for a while. He had 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube, so he had uh, he was pretty popular and uh pretty polarizing so when, when did you when did you first hear about it what what did what, you think what was your initial reaction when you first heard about it so my initial reaction was it he wasn't deceased i felt like someone was just hoaxing it just you know clouding looking for some attention by saying that he was deceased but as more and more details came out it became evident that he actually was deceased for example when the police officer kind of verified that they had went to his residence and the young lady had contacted them regarding the, him needing some assistance i don't know if she said he was dead at the time but um and since then the reaction of our society is kind of brutal i mean i know it is a love-hate relationship for a lot of women mm -hmm. more of a hate relationship um but everybody's entitled to their opinion right and in death, I would hope that someone would mourn me, not, you know, look at me as if glad he's gone or glad she's gone. So he definitely left an impression that wasn't one of the best when he left. And <clears throat> despite how people may have looked at him or viewed him, he was not everything that he posted he was. And why do you say that? Well, they say that he's completely flat broke. Really? Um, his family's thinking about starting a GoFundMe account for his funeral. So they said that they found less than $1,000 between all his bank accounts. 
Wow. Um, what are you spending this money on? So, because you have 1.4 yeah. million subscribers, you should be doing pretty well. You should be doing pretty well, but not if you're living more than your means. So 1.2 million on Instagram and uh, I don't know. You know, he had to have some type of sponsorships going on. He had to be getting some money from YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. But I mean, this goes back to money management. If you're making the money, you can't spend it as fast as you get it. So one thing I noticed was that he was um, living in an apartment. And I, yeah. And the, the, you know, so I thought one thing I thought was a man who's doing this well and supposedly has been doing this well for so long, even before he became famous, he, I, I, I presume that he was still. Uh, at least a moderately successful man, and um, he didn't have a house. Now that doesn't, you know, necessarily tell the whole story. Some pe some people um, genuinely, prefer genuinely prefer to live in yeah. an apartment, but that just <clears throat> that, that struck me as a little, a little, a little strange. Um, yeah, but but now hearing of his financial situation, it kind of makes sense of why he probably didn't have a home. You know, yeah. um, if you're trying to perform and show and you know, this lifestyle that you have, and you really don't have that lifestyle. It can get expensive. Yeah, and uh, another thing, what was another one of the circumstances surrounding his death? death. So he was with a woman that he had just met, apparently, mm -hmm. according to that, that's the story anyway. And she was a nurse, a woman that he just met. She didn't even know the address of his apartment, according to an article Correct. I read. Because she, when she was uh, performing CPR, she was on the phone with 911, and they, they wanted to know the address, and she didn't know the address. She just met him. Um, mm -hmm. That was uh, that was a, a, a unique detail, um, and then I don't know how I don't know. I guess eventually you'll get a we'll we'll see an official cause of death. They say he had a heart attack, right? Um, yeah. But we don't know exactly what caused the heart attack. Now there's a rumor out on the internet that it was cocaine laced with something called I think fentanyl. Have you read that? I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Yeah, so I guess the, all those details will come out, but. Um, as far as, you know, I, I wasn't really, um, you know, I was initially introduced to Kevin Samuels by one of our work, one of our colleagues at work. Huh? And, um, and then a girl that I, that I dated for a little while told me a little bit about him. And, okay, uh, hold on. I got to stop you for a second. So is this how you came up with this whole thing? A man should not get married unless it's conducive to them. Is did you get this from Kevin Samuels? Oh no, you. I have to ask. No, 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 no. You, you, okay. you. I've been, I've been expressing my views to you about marriage since for a while. Was, but, but you know, he's been around for a while, so I just got to make sure now that you're telling me that. Yeah, but I've been expressing my views to you since I got divorced. That was in 2018. That was before yeah, Kevin Samuels. Yeah, that was just a, that was a bad divorce. But Kevin Samuels has been around for a while. I mean, I don't know the exact year, but I know I have been following him for a while too. Uh, not necessarily following him per se, because I, I don't want to put that out there because I don't really follow him. I just found it interesting sometimes when he had uh, conversations with women. I would listen, but I didn't follow him necessarily. So let me correct myself. Yeah, I didn't follow him either. Like I said, uh, I was introduced to him by one of our colleagues at work, and um, and even then, I didn't look him up and look at his show until I, w I was dating this woman who, who uh, I guess she followed him, um, and she listened to him from time to time. And um, so altogether, I probably I, I never listened to a complete show of his. Um, mm -hmm. Altogether, I might have seen five different five of his five different um, shows, but I never I never. Uh, sat through all of them. I kind of got the gist of like what his philosophy it was, was about, what yeah. it was about, which was correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, so he, he coined the term, he coined the term or phrase high value men, high, high value, value men, yeah. yeah. right? And basically, yep. um, 
basically, so, so, so there's a high value male and then what a high value male wants, like what, the, what type of woman a high value male wants. And he had this criteria, he had something called a, um, he had his criteria for, I guess, what high value men are looking for. But first, high value male, high value, high value male was what someone who, who's making over six figures and has been making that for what a few years, ten years, yeah, at least five to ten years, something like that. Okay, and something like that. Yeah, and uh, that was pretty much the criteria for a high value male. He makes enough money. That was pretty much it. Yeah, no looks, nothing um, regarding him. But the woman had to be a certain weight had to make a certain amount of money. She couldn't have baby daddies. It was so many things that were just ripping women left and right. Um, and he was he was really an antagonist because consider the, the fact that you're talking about a high value man, but are you really a high value man yourself? I mean, he portrayed himself as one, but was he really? I don't know. So I think, I think he just was probably hurt by some woman very deeply on some level mm -hmm. at some point. And it just blew up into what it is today or what it was because it's no way that you sit down and you pick everything and nitpick everything about a woman apart unless you've been hurt. And he had to be hurt by somebody because he was saying about, okay, so you're over 35. You've never been married. You have two kids. And how much do you weigh? What's your dress size? I mean, <laughs> His criteria was out of this world. Like everybody's body type is a little bit different, sir. Nobody's just straight up and down. Some women have curves. Somebody have a large butt. Some have large breasts. Those things have to be calculated into the figures, sir. Like you can't just say, okay, you wear a size 10 dress. Uh, the average size just for a woman, your height and your weight should be this. You know, he was just horrible and very mean and brutal. And it wasn't necessary, but women called in to get it. They wanted that so-called advice that he was giving or delivering. Now, granted, I will say this. There may have been some things that he said that were great. There may have been some things that were beneficial to some people in their lives. But overall, the way that he waved his wand, it was very brutal and mean. So I was I was listening and reading some of the reaction to his death. And, and, and a lot of the women expressed, and even some, some of the men expressed, you know, exactly what you expressed, that he was um, brutal and mean. <clears throat> now, when I first was introduced to him, um, and then I listened to a couple of shows, I could agree that he's the way he presents it was was, was very um, what was brutal and could come off as mean. However, I would I would also say that some of the things he was saying was true. It was an ugly truth, but it was true. Now, there's this song. <clears throat> there's this song called Summertime. That was written back in 1935, right? Um, pretty popular songs. One of my favorite songs. It was one of my mom's favorite songs, my grandmother's favorite songs. And it goes, summertime when the living is easy, fish are jumping and the cotton is high. Oh, your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking. So hush a little baby. Don't you cry. So this is written in 1935, right? It's written in 1935. And those lyrics portray exactly those show what society uh deemed valuable in a woman <clears throat> and what society deemed valuable in a man mm -hmm. if you're a man you make a lot of money your daddy's rich you're, you're all you're good. good your mom's good looking you're all good so hush little baby don't you cry what you crying about your daddy's rich yeah. your mama looks good so what are you crying about 
Now, now hold on one second. Who is this song by? So just in case anybody wants to stop, listen to it, hear the lyrics. Who is this by? Um, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly who wrote it, but it was it was a part of the play Porgy and Beth, I believe it was. Okay. P-O-R-G-Y and Beth. A long, long time ago. Gotcha. Um, and if you look that up, you'll see who, who originally who originally wrote it. Um, but so 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 that you know what society sees as valuable in a man and what society sees as valuable in a woman has been that way for a very long time i will agree with you now kevin samuels the way that he said it didn't sound good it wasn't in a song it didn't rhyme you know summertime is a, it's a very it's a nice jazzy song you know you, you know you just kind of vibe into it but the way he said it was was just uh he didn't sugarcoat anything it was straight to the point look men your value based on what you make and men we don't like to hear that we don't most of us don't like to hear that we accept it I think better than I think we accept accept it better than um women accept what they're valued for. And then women don't like to hear 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 that, you know, you hear to look pretty either. They don't like to hear that. Uh have you ever heard the song and the lyrics go, Sit still look pretty? No. Okay. Yeah, that's a song too. And the ladies basically like at the end, I don't want to just sit still look pretty. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a little bit more. And now we have come to a place where women are getting more women are achieving more mm. and it was, some women are achieving more than male counterparts so right. it's kind of reversed a little bit so we're still we're not living necessarily in that past anymore it's some sh- structure defining moments like for men and for women and people who view it as that old school mentality but right now women are making it women are doing it just as big as a lot of men and at some point there has to be some tip of the scale because majority, I'm not going to say all, I'm just going to say majority of the women who are making six figures plus seven figures, um, never been married, may have kids, but they've never been married, um, been in long-term relationships that fell out of those relationships. And, and they're looking for a real stable relationship. They've been looking for one for a while, but if we're going by what Kevin Samuels have to say, if you're over 35, you're the leftovers. But maybe not the leftovers. Maybe I've just begun my life together. Maybe I got back. I got into a bad situation at some point in my life, and I had to redirect. And that happens in life. But <clears throat> based upon his theory, if you're 35, you've never been married. You're leftovers. If you if you're a certain age and you weigh a certain amount of pounds, you're nobody. You're nothing. But like I said, based upon your weight, it's about your body structure. Now you can be obese, and we're talking about something totally different. Okay, but. He's basing it off of phone calls where you're seeing a woman that he's talking to, and she's not necessarily overweight, but she may be slightly overweight. She may be courageous. She may have be bottom heavy. She may be top heavy. And to him, that's not something a high value man will want. You cannot change your genetics unless you go have plastic surgery. And that's another topic. But at the end of the day, I just think that some of the ways that he talked about women and depicted us based upon things that are out of your control. A man, you can control how much money you make. A woman can control how much money she makes. You cannot control genetics. And if a man weighs 575 pounds, plays video games all day long, it works as a graphic designer, he can get the woman that's 25 years old, weighs 125 pounds, um, looks good from top to bottom, and that's okay, based upon his theory. So let me ask you this. So you said things are changing. Women out here getting it now, which I agree. They are. They are out here getting it now. It's not like it was back in 1935. But let me ask you this: Has the has has what men see <clears throat> has has what men see as valuable in women 
changed and has what women see valuable in men changed. Tell me that. So has it changed? Huh. <clears throat> Two-parter. So what women see in men has always been a gray area. What men see in women. Yeah. Gray? Yes, gray. gray so gray. It's never black and white for women. It's oh, there, never there, there's, been there's black one and white. Thing that's, there's one thing that is constant. Constant. Okay. Constant is a protector provider. Exactly. That's a constant. There's different levels to protection and providing based upon the woman that you're speaking with. Okay. Emotional. So it's totally financial. different. Emotional, mental, financial. Women want security. Correct. Want security. But the, what level of security do they want based upon what they know and what they enjoy? Most women are not, look, not looking for a guy who makes six figures. Most women aren't. If they run into one, they run into one. If it works out, it works out. But there are some women that are particularly looking for a man who makes six figures or more. They yes. want a man who's a provider. But, that's what they want. Yes, but, you're, but they're looking for a provider. Whether you're working on the back of a trash can, whether you're working and climbing up poles for direct TV, what, no matter what you're doing, that's but, a provider. But that, that hasn't changed in a hundred, well, thousands of years. Women want, Cor women correct. want a provider. You got to bring, correct. You, you have to be able to, you know, and you have to, you have to bring the food to the table. You have, in order to that do that, correct. you have to have money. You have to have certain money. The, women want to be comfortable. Money, but, correct. But we're talking about the amount of money. He was talking about high value men, high value men. So now before we get to the amount, I just wanted to make sure, make, make sure, make it clear that what women view as valuable in men has not changed in thousands of years. They want protective provider. It's the provider. levels of it though that have changed based upon this viewpoint. Okay. Okay. Now for women. Now, now, now for men. Now let me ask. Now you. for men. Now has it changed for men? Do you, has it changed for men? What no, it has valuable? not changed for men. It's the same thing. You guys are shallow and you see things the same way. I'm not gonna say shallow. Let me take that back. Really back in. You guys are not shallow. You just want the same thing. You're basic. You're basic. It's the same thing. You just want something. You're easy to please. Provide me with blah blah blah, and I'm there. That's men. Right. It just is what it is. They're very simple people. And women <clears throat> who know, know. Women who don't know, don't know. But at the end of the day, you don't want to walk up and hang out with your friends or your family and you got a book of bear on your shoulder. I get that. <laughs> you got a what on your shoulder? <laughs> I'm from Generation X. I don't know all the new lingo. Okay. Um, it's not new lingo, but you don't want somebody who's not attractive on your arm. You want somebody that's attractive on your arm. She'd be like, oh, man. John got right there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Your uncle or, or your brother or somebody, you know how they say, Oh, look at John. All right. Uncle, like, okay, what's that right there? You got that little nephew. That's what you guys are looking for. You are looking for approval from another man to say that the woman that you have in your arm is worthy of you. Women are not looking for that. We're not looking for somebody to say, I don't know oh, that we need approval from another man. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's bragging rights if you if you have a pretty woman, yeah, but it, it boils down so, to is that, okay, is so that, woman, is say, that woman sexually attractive to you? Correct. In your version of sexual attractiveness, it has to be some attraction, whatever your type is. But it has to be your type. And if you're family and friends, they know your type. Okay. Now, majority of men who have women who are not attractive do not talk about them, do not show them off, do not take them places around friends and family. It just is what it is. But if you have somebody who's attractive, you're going to take her around because you want people to say, oh, look, are you looking for a trophy? 
everybody's looking for some level of trophy in their life. They want some congratulatory, oh, look what so I again, accomplished. Again, things have not changed in thousands of years as far as like- I'm not we... saying that it has, but I'm just saying that that's what you guys are looking for. That's what men are looking for. So but we what can Kevin Samuels it is saying- it hadn't, it hadn't changed in thousands of years. Right, Since but the, the problem is, is he was he was putting a value on it based upon weight, based upon dress size. There is no value on that. The beauty is an eye of the beholder. So you could like BBWs. You could like petite women. Men like what they like. Let me ask you this. So you, mm -hmm. in our first episode, yes, you talked. You said um, something. You said uh, we were talking about women who are successful and what women who are, women who are successful and some of the struggles they may have in finding a man. And you were saying that, you, you made a comment, you said <clears throat> that uh, that successful woman, I think you used one of your hypothetical friends as an example, that that woman, um, that woman will end up with uh, the guy she's been, you know, she's known for 30 years, who's really not on her level. And mm -hmm. I, I think I asked you why or something like that. And you said, you said, uh, you said because the guy that she wants the guy that she wants, who's actually not on her level, but above her level, he's looking for at least a seven, seven to a 10, you know? He's looking for at mm -hmm. least a seven to a 10. That's what you said. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's, and that's just, that's just the truth. That's the reality that's of just it, reality. yeah. Before Kevin I'm Samuels not, came along, that was the truth before Kevin I'm, Samuels I'm not, came along. But, but what I'm saying is, the way that Kevin Samuels has depicted it, he has made it, he has made a criminal to be 185 pounds, 195 pounds. He's made a criminal to wear a size 12. He's made a criminal or you're, you're devalued because of these things. And it shouldn't be that way is all I'm saying. The way that he's depicting it, it you can't just put people into a box and say, if you don't fit this square peg, you're not worth it. So one of the, so one of the last controversial things he said was, I think you mentioned it. He said, basically, um, 27 to 35 is the danger zone. And after 35, you're leftovers. You're leftovers, yes. A very ugly thing to say, right? Yes. Not artful at all. No. But if you like, but if you take, say, say you take a man, say you take a man who's like 42, 43, right? Who wants? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Say it, say it, say it. Go on and get it out here. Go ahead, because I already know what you're going to say. Who wants say like, it. Who wants like seven kids? And he already has one. <laughs> He got a problem. He already has one, right? Okay. <laughs> He's 42, 43. He, he wants seven kids, right? Yes. Um, what age is that man looking for? Is he... Is he That's is, his prerogative. Is it really his prerogative? It can be a... Yes, it is. It's his, it's per, it's his prerogative. Society is going to view him and deem him the way they want to, who this person is. Sorry, talking about is JP. Okay. <clears throat> so, but prerogative, but... In the grand scheme of things, when a man is making a certain level of money, a high hey, value why, man, high, why are you pivoting? Hold on, you pivoting. Hold on, you're pivoting. Hold on, you're pivoting. I'm, 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 no, no, no. Let me get there. Let me go back. Let me do like this. I'm getting there, right? Okay. okay. So a high value man that wants seven kids. You can accomplish seven kids in the various ways. Okay. A high value man that doesn't want to get married and wants to have seven kids. Okay. How can we accomplish that? What age group? You're doesn't ignoring the what, question. Oh, My question oh, is I'm what getting, age woman is he looking for? <laughs> Any woman, he can he can have any woman. Like if he wants, if, if no, if he's if okay. he's looking for a life partner, like if, if, let's a life let, partner. Let's say he's looking for a life partner. He wants he wants these yes. six more kids with one woman. 
Okay. Realistically, so any what age, age is he looking for? Between, I would say it's all about maturity. I wouldn't say an age group because first of all, that's putting, that's putting stipulation on someone based upon their age. And someone could be 35 and mature and somebody could be 55 and immature. So what I'm saying is for you to accomplish this or any man that wants to accomplish this, you have to pick that, that bottom level for you, whatever that bottom age is, because the younger you go, the more problems you're going to have in your relationship because there's so many differences within the age groups. But I would say the top number that you could go would be two or three years older than you. The bottom level, I can't tell you where that bottom level would sit because it's based on maturity. Some people are just immature for a long time. But in order to accomplish the goal, which is the six kids, right? Mm-hmm. When you find the right person from whatever your bottom age is to 45, because most Caucasians don't have start having kids to 40 plus. Okay. So let's just put that out there. But mm, black people believe, you. okay. I'm but black people, African-American people perceive that anytime you have kids after 40, it's something wrong with you. No, it's nothing wrong with you. Most people wait until they have their career settled. They've done what they wanted to do. They've sold their oats and then they start a family. Okay. So if this guy chose woman from whatever bracket of age he wanted to, there's surrogacy. There's having twins. There's artificial insemination in order to ensure that you don't have to have six pregnancies. So there's multiple ways to achieve the ultimate goal. If that's the goal that that person has in mind. But ideally what I've, I've given you like three, there's not an ideal. I've given you three opportunities to answer. The okay. Question. So, so now, if he's 45, so, okay. So let me just stop. Since you want me to just pinpoint an age. All right. Fine. Okay, so if he's 42, 43 years old, I would say no younger than maybe seven years. Because once you start getting to that 10 plus, it's going to get real sketchy for you because you're going to be at the club smoking hookah. If you start going down too far, um, you're going to be doing some things that you don't necessarily want to do. So I think it's, it's <clears throat> I think Kevin Samuels on that, even though it was ugly the way he said it, was being very practical. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if there is a man out there who wants, who's 40 something, wants six kids, six more kids. But most kids don't. Most, most men don't. His target mm-hmm. is going to, oh, let's just say three kids. Let's just say yeah, three. three kids. Mm-hmm. His target is likely going to be someone in their 20s because it gives them more time. Because, and this, it, but, that's but, it. That, that's, it's, but let's, it's let's consider practical. the man's age for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've already considered the woman's age. Let's consider the man's age. So it's giving the man more time. So he's 42. Mm-hmm. So it takes him five years to have said six kids. No, it's going to take long. If you're having a conventional way, one person, every birth, every one year, every 18 months, or however you're going to do it, this person is going to be into their fifties before these six kids are, are, are born. Yeah. But the way that I'm talking about doing it is if you have a surrogate, you can pump that baby up with two or three babies at a time. I'm not, I'm not, why do you keep bringing up a surrogate? This man is not interested yeah. in a surrogate. Okay. We're I'm talking just about saying. conventional. We're talking about conventional. Okay, so conventionally, it would take this man into his fifties to have these kids that he wants to have. Okay, so that's when when you can eliminate at least have a set of twins out of it. With at the... least do an in vitro and get some twins out of it. Well, I'm, trying I'm not saying you can't have why, sex. What I'm trying to pinpoint <clears throat> is why this man is why this man is choosing this younger woman. It's a it's a, it's a practical thing. It's not like and in, in this case, it's not even have, doesn't have anything to do with her looks. It's how much time do I have to have? So, three or four kids what? with with this woman. If she's thirty eight, okay. you don't have a okay, whole lot of time. Okay, let's pause. Let's pause. Pause for a second. So you believe that a person is thirty years old, you don't have the same amount of time to have kids. That's what you're saying. I just told you statistically, most people start having their kids at the latter part of their lives, based upon society now, not 
10, 15 years ago. It's more risky now. It's more risky that way, though. It's more risk, period. It's more risk no matter what. I mean, I'm just going to be real honest with you. There's a risk. Any Anytime a woman gives birth, there's a risk of losing your life every yeah, time. Yeah, but it's more risky the older she gets. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience because I actually, you know, the woman that I, I'll be careful how I say this, but <laughs> so, you know, I considered getting married before I got married. Right. Mm -hmm. To someone else. Yes. I had this thing at one time in my life where, I don't know, I always dated women older than me for whatever reason. That's okay. what, that's how I, that's who I always ended up with. So I meet this woman, we got along great. And, but she was seven years older than me. I was 33, she was 40. And I came really close to, 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 to marrying this woman. The one thing that kept me from doing it was because it kept me from doing it was I thought about the fact that I just thought I ended up, my final thought was that if I do marry this woman, I'm going to have to accept the fact that we may not have children. She was already 40 and she, um, she would, you know, after we, if we were to get married, she would want to wait. She told me she would want to wait at least a couple of years before we even started trying to have kids. So it just wasn't, it just wasn't the, it was working for you. The, the math was but, lining up. But you see my point. I just told you that most women are waiting until after they're 40. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend because, that. I'm not saying, but, but, uh, statistically black women i'm a fact checker african, right? you know i'm a fact checker the next the next podcast african women african-american women are more likely to die during childbirth than, than caucasian right it is it just is what it is based upon the fact that we're superhuman we don't hurt we don't really bleed we're just we're just these machines so i'm aware of that stat. a lot I'm, of times i'm aware of that stat. So I will give you a little bit of personal background history that i didn't think we would get to in episode two but who oh, we're here so I have two daughters um, mm. and I actually had congestive heart failure after I had my second daughter. I actually mm. almost died. Wow. Um, and similar to those very reasons is why I almost died. Um, I'll give you a little brief understanding of what happened. So I went in for a scheduled C-section and they pumped me with all these fluids and all this stuff to get everything moving because baby wasn't ready. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> after I had her, they sent me home and, you know, I'm just going about my day. And I think women need to be aware of this. Let me just say this. I, let me just say this. You need to be aware of this. This is something that can actually happen. So I was laying in the bed, getting ready to go to go to bed for the night. And every time I lay down, everything was just completely black. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a thought. You know, how normally you think about the next day. What am I going to do? You know, all those things are running through your mind. There was nothing. It was no thoughts even running through my head. So I jumped up once after it happened. And I told my daughter's father he's like go back to sleep you're just tired blah, blah, blah. so i lay back down again black again not even a single thought jumped up again i said something's not right i need to go to the hospital called my mother she came pick me up took me to Northside hospital uh walked in my heart was beating at 24 beats a minute and i was walking wow so basically i had 20 pounds of fluid surrounding my heart they told me if i had to lay down and went to sleep i would have never woke up again wow so it doesn't matter what age you are. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Things can happen. The worst things that can happen. And most women die from what I didn't die from. Because they it's it's a silent killer. You don't know. You just feel like you're tired. You feel like you're sluggish. You feel like you need some sleep. But if you go to sleep, that's the last sleep that you're going to have. So anyway, 
I'm not going to kill you all with this, but it is a factor. So at childbirth, if you ever feel like something's not right about your body, always go to a hospital, go to an emergency room. Don't ever take someone else's opinion. You know your body better than anybody else. Um, take ownership of it and save your own life because that's what I did in that scenario. I would not have been here. I would have had a one-year-old and a one-week-old baby that would have been motherless. Well, I'm definitely glad that didn't happen. And you're here to tell the story. Definitely. So <clears throat> back to your thought process, like you said, you were dating someone who was 40 and she wasn't ready to have kids. That happens now. No, she was Sometimes she, she was actually willing to. She, she had already, I mean, she was willing she to already, have she kids, but she had a 19 year old. She had a, she had a, she had a, she had a son that she had when she was 20. So she had, when she met me, her son was 19 and, um, she, she was, she was willing to have more kids because I want more kids. Right. Which right. is typically the case. It's always one person that wants to have the kids and the other person wants to satisfy that need. Right. So they have kids. But I just think that if you pigeonhole into an age group, you're eliminating a person that you might have the best connection with. You're eliminating a person who might be the person for you based strictly based upon their age. So that that's the only caveat for me is that I feel like if you genuinely like somebody, it shouldn't be based upon their age. If you generally want to get to know someone, it should be based upon a connection, something that's real, not something superficial as their age, because they could be super immature. You can run into this 25 year old who tells you, yeah, I want to have six kids. And it's not necessarily superficial, though, because it's, it's the, hold on, my, hold my on. reason. Go ahead, go ahead. So you can run into this person that's like, yeah, gung ho. Let's do it. Let's start today. Let's go ahead. And a year in baby number two in walks away and leaves you with the kids. So you two kids closest to your goal, but your ultimate goal was six. And now you're left with these two kids to raise on your own because women leave too. Right. But it's not, it's not necessarily <clears throat> in, this, in this situation, in this thought process, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily superficial. It's just, it's just scientific, really practical. Like what, what, like, again, if a man could design his, his woman, Alt his woman, he, if he wanted to, his yes. woman, um, and he wanted to have three, four kids. What mm -hmm. age will he make her? Like, will he make her 27 or will he make her 37? He make like her 27. I say, it's all about personal opinion, personal thought. It's no opinion to science. It's, it's what science? What are you science are you going you, by? You are going by the science the, the of? The older you get, the more the more risk. Uh, but in males too, it's more where? risk for Down syndrome. It's more risk for Down syndrome and mental retardation as a man gets older. Mm, I'm about to so check, it's check not. You on that too. It's not just. Yeah, you can go. You on the computer? Come on, type it up. <laughs> in the middle of a podcast. But, but men are the ones who end up creating the kids with the Down syndrome. I'm going to have to fact check that too. Come on, type it up. Come on. <laughs> I have some action items from this podcast. No, no, no. Action is now. Action happens right now, we'll real have, time. We'll, Come we'll on. We only have an hour and a half of a uh, hour, <laughs> hour and a half of broadcast time. That's okay. I'm, I'm looking I, it up I, right I now for you. I'm, I'm saving you some time. If we... we 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 haven't grown to the point where we have staff who can look at, look up stuff for, for us while we're no, talking. No, we can look it up ourselves. We can look it up ourselves. Uh, I'm not gonna try. You you, you do it. You do it. I, I'm doing you it right it. now. You go ahead and look it up. But while you're looking it up, mm -hmm. I, the reason why the, how we even got on this, I'm you know, I'm just I was just uh, you know. Okay, here we go. To... You ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. Men over the age of 40 are twice as likely to have Down syndrome child than a man that's 20 years old. So, like I told you. It, Okay, so in another life, so so you don't have to always fact check me. Mm -hmm. In another life, I was going to school to be a cardiopulmonary perfusionist. I've took over four to five years of medical studies, okay? Yeah, so there are some things that I do know. You don't know, some things I just hid. I didn't tell everything. Some mm -hmm. good stuff in there about me. But anyway, so 
men are the reason why women have like if you see an older couple and normally the guy's older and the girl's younger mm -hmm. and you'll see them with a child with down syndrome and most of the time that comes from the father so i'm just saying you're not spring chicken so don't just look at it as if it's a woman issue it's a woman and a man issue when you start having kids later in life it can be a woman and a man's issue but the, the whole but again what mm -hmm. would what would a man logically you know men we're very let's yes. connect the dots <clears throat> so what, mm -hmm. would, what would a man purposely intentionally be looking for is what i'm saying and the so, truth the answer is i mean you keep saying it's subjective it depends on the person and all this stuff but the truth is <laughs> the man is situation, looking for what he wants he, he, right and what does he want he wants he wants what he wants in that situation specifically if you know there's a certain criteria he's looking for we, we, we haven't got to the other criteria we're stuck on this mm -hmm. kids if you want more kids, you it it's it is logical to choose a woman who's a little bit younger, right? If, but it's if you're also, already older, if you're already older, like if you're if, if I'm twenty five, you know, it doesn't matter. But it's I'm, more it's more responsible for a man that's over forty to go to see someone a fertility specialist. It's more responsible to have a child under these guidelines that you have. We're talking about age, strictly age. For you to go somewhere and get your sperm count tested, make sure you eliminate any any sperms that potentially have issues or risk factors. You have to consider yourself in this puzzle. No matter what the age the woman is, you have to consider yourself. Yeah, you have to consider because, yourself. But it's, go ahead. there's there's two people to consider though. No, no, no. I'm saying you're considering a woman that's younger, so you're eliminating the age factor for the woman, but you're not eliminating it for yourself. Well, you know that I'm not. Eliminating, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not, you don't eliminate it for yourself. I mean, you you have children older than that means you're going to be you know. That means you're going to be an old man when you're old. You're going to be an old man. You know, say so if I have, if you have children at 50, when your yes. children are, when your children are 20, 20 you're 70. 70. You know, when, <laughs> when, I, when I was 20, my mom was, when I was 20, my mom was uh, 49 or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, but if, if I have a child when I'm 50, you know, uh, you know, I'll be 70, you know, so that's something to consider as that's well. The reality. But, yeah. but, but. I was the you know the the point that I was on was you know this age this age um criteria that Kevin Samuel Samuel's promoted a lot of people can assume that it was uh purely superficial it's not purely superficial there are legitimate reasons to choose a younger woman now we we've been on his wasn't his wasn't his was superficial well let's let's move to the superficial I don't think the the issue of kids is superficial I don't think that's superficial I think that's science no, no, no. He he wasn't basing it off of kids at all. His conversation had nothing to do with having kids. His conversation has something to do with your value after you turn 35. He was saying that after you get to a certain age in your 20s, your value is already diminished. But if you get to the point you're 35 and older. Did he, uh, did he say why? Did he, did, did he say why those, why your value is diminished? I don't think he really said why, but he was saying that it's, if you're over 35 and you haven't been married, you're leftovers. So he Something's he likely gave, wrong with he you. He never gave the like the details behind that, like because he, this he and because that. Because you're, that. Left, you're a leftover. If somebody hasn't already chose you, you're a leftover. Somebody didn't want you. It must be something wrong with you. So what would you? What, so if you ran into a, a man, I know you're married now, but pretend you're not. And mm -hmm. if you ran into a man who had um, who had never been in a relationship, would that give you pause? I think we talked about this on that first episode. So yeah, we talked about it. On not the first necessarily. Episode that he hadn't been in a relationship because I think that the word relationship is different for everyone. So a sexual relationship is still a relationship. Tony is so ambiguous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
but I'm just saying, but your level of relationship or what you consider a relationship is different from one person to the next. So I would, I wouldn't even say pause because it wouldn't be true to say that a man never had a relationship, like a real relationship. A romantic His, relationship, Tony, a girlfriend, a fine. girlfriend. Fine. So it would give me pause because I would know that at some point in his life, he was doing something that prohibited him having a relationship, whether that be in jail, whether that be a different sexual, whether that be in his mama's basement. Um, I don't, I don't know what reason would have led to that. And most of the time when you meet somebody, you're not really meeting that person. You're meeting their representative. So they're not going to be 100% honest with you about everything in their life. It's like an onion peeling it back. So if that could give you pause. Would it be totally out of the question <clears throat> to, for a man to be, to be uh, hesitant to, or to question a woman who's 38 and hasn't been chosen? Is it completely yeah. just? It's out not. Of it's not. But see, those are the things you talk about when you're meeting someone. Anyway, you discuss all of these things. Have you ever been married? Have you ever been engaged? How many kids do you have? Do you have any kids? No, no, no. Those things are discussed in conversation, and mm -hmm. you make a decision based upon that conversation whether you're proceeding forward. And I don't think whether a person has been married should make them less valuable than a person who has been married and divorced twice or three times. Now let's get to the superficial part mm -hmm. of why. I think most what most women hear when they heard or what, what what most women heard when they heard Kevin Samuel say stuff like that. Let's get to the superficial part, which is basically the older you get, the more your beauty fades. That's the superficial part. Mm -hmm. And that's again, that sounds very harsh and very ugly when 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 you hear it said the way that Kevin Samuel <clears throat> said it. Mm -hmm. But is what he said not true okay beauty does fade mm -hmm. we all know beauty fades but also black don't crack <laughs> <laughs> but beauty does fade but but that's the hope that you would get some get with somebody and you will grow old with that person nobody is expecting to be 50 60 by themselves everybody's thinking that you'll meet someone at some point and maybe you've kissed a couple frogs some guys have wasted your time i mean they've wasted your life at that point you can't go back and retract it all you can do is move forward but, but i don't but, think that should diminish your value in his depiction of life because you could be 51 years old never been married never had any kids been working on your career for 35 years spent the last six years in a relationship with a dude that you met in, in college and he just complete loser. Okay, she wasted her time. She didn't think she was wasting her time. She thought that she knew that guy. She thought that something was gonna grow and build, but her time was wasted. She's 51. She has no time left. Her time's over with. She's 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 a dust magnet, basically, <laughs> based upon Kevin Samuels, but she's making seven figures. But isn't there, is, is there not some truth in what he's saying? Is the there, truth even, is, even women believe that. Like I've I've met young I'm not, women. I'm no no no. I'm I've not met, saying I don't believe it. I'm met, not saying I don't believe it. I've met women who 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 uh, who've articulated that you know um, basically they they recognize that they're. I heard this woman say not just maybe two or three months ago, she she recognized she's 25. She says she recognizes that this the way she looks now is mm -hmm. the best she's ever gonna look, and. Uh, and so what she was saying was she's picky about who she's going to give um, her youth to. Yeah. She's picky about and, who she's going to give her youth to. 
But at least she knows that. Some people have never acknowledged that or don't know that. Right, but, but I'm saying so, she, she, she recognizes that, that, that ugly truth, though. Like, who really I mean, wants to hear that? Who, who really wants to acknowledge and accept that? That, yeah, I'm 25 to 20, 25 to 28, however, this is the best I'm going to look. I'm fine. And, you know, I'm, and so whoever, whatever man I'm going to give this to, he's going to pay a premium price. It's basically what this woman was articulating. Like, I'm in my prime. I'm in my prime. I'm beautiful. She basically accepted what Kevin I mean, Samuels, but, this, this is but, but she didn't like Kevin well, Samuels, she, but, but she accepted people, the, the whole idea though. But when women accept it and they use their beauty and they tell you, and that's defining whether or not they're going to deal with you based upon their beauty, that makes a woman something else to you guys. But they're basically using what they have to get what they want because they know this is going to be gone at some point. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, though. it's a, it's a double, but it's a double standard. In what way? Because men don't like it. They don't want to hear that, okay, I'm 25, I'm fine, I have no kids, I have this going on, I have that going on. What do you have or what could you give me or why would I want to deal with you? Yeah, you don't want to hear it. But again, it's, <clears throat> men don't want to hear that, but but it is, again, the ugly but truth. It's the it's ugly the truth, ugly but truth. you're going to cross her off your list because you're going to look at her as if she's a gold digger. You're going to look at her as if she just wants you for your money. But she wants to make sure that she's financially set, she's financially stable before she gives herself up to having kids, to being locked down with one guy. She's trying to make sure that one guy has what she needs in order to sustain her lifestyle or her life, the way she wants to live it. So, but it's looked at differently if it's coming out of a woman's mouth. So, so here's, a, I'm gonna tell you, here's a man's fantasy. And I'm gonna tell you what the woman's fantasy. A man's <laughs> fantasy is, I meet this beautiful woman who loves me no matter what, even if I'm broke. You know, even if I'm broke, mm -hmm. I'm broke. She's just gonna be with yep. me no matter what. Good times, hard times, it don't matter. She just loves me. Yep. That's a man's fantasy, men's fantasy. Now, one women's fantasy mm -hmm. is my man. I'm have me. I'm gonna have me a rich man who who uh, wines and dines me and treats me like queen. No matter how uh, how how uh, big I get, no matter how <laughs> how uh, ugly I may get, you know, First no matter how, how gray oh. I may get, you know, how how what you may get, What's how, how gray one? I may get. How gray, gray? How, how gray, gray, gray hair, how wrinkly I may get. That man just going to love me no matter what. And um, and I'll be able to get a man no matter what. Okay. As, as long as I have a good heart and good personality. Don't, that's that's the fantasy. Some of that. Some of that. Some of those things you kind of just layered it on real thick for me. <laughs> <laughs> some of those things. Because I don't think a woman sits back and thinks about, oh, no matter how fat I get, he going to be with me. No matter how many gray hairs. Gray hairs are inevitable. As you get older, you're going to get gray hair. So that's nothing you can control. Fat, yeah, that's something you control. But I'm saying, like, I don't think women just sit back and say, now, how ugly fantasy. I get. That's first of all, first of all, you would have to be ugly in order to get uglier, okay? Or, this is, first of all, so if he's dealing you with an ugly woman. You live long enough, you'll get ugly. You live long huh? enough, you'll, if you live long enough, you'll get ugly. Physically ugly, if you live long enough. Well, I don't know about how true that you, you is. I'm not going to say you, you lived in 120. You get See how you look at 120 years old. We'll see how you look. First of all, at 120 years old. See how I look at 120 years old. Everything <laughs> is off the table at that point, okay? <laughs> your stuff don't work no more at 120. <laughs> You're going to break your back trying to do it at 120. You're not so going to be attractive. At that point, We're it's not going to be attractive at 120 years old. We're not going to be attractive at 100, probably. Excuse me, in 100, all it's about is love. It's about whatever you built over those years at that point. In 90, that's what it's about. At 80, that's what at it's about. At 20, it's not. Okay? At 20, no. You, it's all about sexual contact. It's all about love. It's what you can give me. It's how much money you make, where you taking me, what you doing for me, what you buying for me. 
But at 80, it's about, can you feed me this applesauce? Because I can't reach that spoon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's about real love at that point. We're all going to get wrinkled. We're all going to get gray. Mm -hmm. We can't control that. But it's about making sure that at some point you meet someone who's ready to take that ride with you. Because we're all going to age. Yeah, that's true. So also true. whatever age you choose, choose wisely. Yeah. I mean, but but my thing is, don't choose based upon age because age can be misinterpreted because age is not defining maturity. If you're going to choose based on age, make sure you check that maturity box next. Don't just choose strictly upon age because you would end up in a bad spot. And that's just personal experience. I've dated people younger than me. I've dated people that are older than me. And both times I can say that people have been immature on either way, whether they were older, whether they were younger, it doesn't matter the age, the maturity box has to be checked. And there's ways to check the maturity box, but you have to, you have to fill it out. You can't just ask the question and they're, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear. You have to challenge that maturity. Would you agree that women lie about their age and men lie about how much they make? Yeah. Men lie about their age too. Not nearly as much as women. <laughs> Not nearly yeah. as much as women. So yeah. why, why, all, why, why do women lie about their age? Women lie about their age because they don't want to be judged for the age. Because we are being judged. You guys are not really and being why judged. Do we lie about how much, why do men lie about how much they make? Because they have an overinflated ego. Because we have an overinflated Really? Yes, because really? money. Listen. You're not being, you're not being objective, uh, Listen Tony. to me. Men are lying you about are their age. podcast host. You have to be objective. I am being very objective, but a man who lies about his, his, his salary is because he's trying to perceive or make the, just like Kevin Samuel, he made it look like his life was so wonderful and so great. And he had money. He had okay, none. So I'll give you that. Why, but, why, why, why does he need to, what you said, over, over, over inflate his ego? Yes. Because, because okay, what? let's just say this. Let's say, for example, let's take you, let's say you brought in 10 grand a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. 10 grand a month. And the place that you're living in is five. Okay. The car that you're driving is 2000. Mm -hmm. Then you got your light, you got your cables, you got your gas. Then you have to pay your car insurance. Then you have to eat. So that's pretty much, let's say you got, let's say you got roughly thousand dollars left. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That thousand dollars, you still got to wine and dine at 69. How are you going to do that? <laughs> How are you going to do that? You're not. My <laughs> question was Tony. <laughs> I'm telling you why, because you want to make someone believe that you have more than you have. But so why you do you want to make somebody believe that? Provide for them because it's all about the outward appearance. It's all about you caring about what somebody on the outside perceives you as and looks at you as and your value to men is correlated by the car they drive and the money they make. To men, did you really throw that in there? We do not care. <clears throat> we do not care about what men think about us uh women i'm not talking about other men oh you, you said, care about what the woman yeah, thinks okay, about yeah, the yeah, car yeah. that you drive and the okay, place yeah. that you live in and the clothes that you wear and whether you could take it to a nice restaurant and what you buy her for a gift you are trying to make it seem as if you can do the things that she wants right so you're gonna lie right so that's that's <clears throat> again an ugly truth that because we know what our value is to women and so some men lie about how much they make because we we know that that's Steve Harvey said back when he wrote his self-help books, he, he said one of the things he said was um, men know that the more money we have, the more women we have access to. 
It's a direct correlation. The more money we have, the more women we have access to. Doesn't mean that you, if you just have a little bit of money, you can't get a woman. You'll always be able to get a woman somehow. But the more money you have, the more the more women you have access to. That's just a, okay. That's just. A, I'll, a, a I'll give it to you, but I'm just saying the reason why men lie because that was your question. Mm -hmm. They lie because they're trying to make it or perceived as though they have blah blah blah, even though they may have nada nada nada. But the one, and, and again, they want to do that because they know it's to impress women. Yes. They know what women see as valuable in them. Some women, not all. I want to put everybody in a bucket. Most. There's some genuinely caring, even, loving even, even people the most, out here. Even the most caring, loving, virtuous women out there <laughs> want a man who's about his business and can take care of her. I don't care. That is correct. They, that's what they want. I, I mean, that is correct. I'm not taking away from that. That is correct. That is what the sole purpose that society has deemed a man is valuable for is the ability to protect and provide for his family. All right. So that's superficial on the man's side. Now, superficial, <sighs> superficial yep. for the woman, for the woman, her looks. Her yeah, looks. looks. Superficial. Yep. A man wants a nice looking woman. That's it. He wants a nice I mean, looking woman. I mean, men don't care. <laughs> now, the thing about, thing about, <clears throat> the thing about these two superficial things, the money mm -hmm. and then the beauty. Mm -hmm. With time, the money grows for most men. Mm -hmm. It's about your business. Mm -hmm. With time, beauty fades. Mm -hmm. So being superficial, yep. being superficial, a man who's looking for a nice looking woman, if he hadn't got her, if he, he had, if he hadn't found her by the time he's uh, 40, you know, 40, whatever, 40, 45 years old. Mm -hmm. um, what age is that man looking for? At that point, he's looking for whatever he's looking for. He's looking for check boxes. And ambiguous, if they fit those check boxes for him, ambiguous. listen, it's different for every man. It's, so a man might be out here looking for an 18 year old, a 19 year old, a 20 year old. But I, this is my personal opinion. I'm just going to go ahead and put it on out there. I think the, the younger the man goes for, he does it because of an immaturity level. He does it for ability of, to control that woman. It, it ain't just all about looks. So the younger the man goes, it speaks more of the value of him or the reality of how he views a woman and what he wants to control. He thinks about control the younger he goes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I was having a conversation with one of my friends. <clears throat> this was years ago, but we uh he, he pulled up some some pictures of some girls on facebook and at this time we were 31 32 around that time mm -hmm. he pulled up <clears> some <throat> pictures of some girls from high school from facebook he was like man look at these look at these girls these are the girls that we was like wanted yeah like you know <laughs> chasing after that. these are the girls we were chasing <laughs> after and look at look, look at them now like, look, mm -hmm. look, and, at, and, and at this time we're in our 30s we're in our early 30s we're in our early thirties and we're looking at the women who are basically our age, right? And how they've my how they have changed, you know. Well, and, if you're basing it off of high school standards, you're that I mean, it's always gonna be those high school girls that were fine and now they're busted. That's always gonna be the case. <laughs> when you're looking at Talk about blunt. You have nothing on. You have nothing on Kevin Samuels. I mean, Kevin Samuels has nothing on you. I mean, I'm blunt. just. I'm honest. I'm, I'm honest to a fault. They were fine. So, they busted. I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we 
could talk to 15,000 men and they would say the same thing that these chicks that they were chasing after in high school look like what the hell happened? You got rolled over by death and gained 75 pounds, 150 pounds. I mean, that's just what it is because at that point, genetics start to kick in after high school. Like you might be able to keep it at bay or you might've been a little fine and thick, but now you're not thick, you thick thick. So, I mean. But that's another ugly truth. That's, that's another the truth, ugly but, truth. Like but somebody listening, some, somebody listening to that conversation that me and my friend had might think, "Y'all so shallow, y'all no, so shallow. Why y'all shallow at all? Y'all y'all so shallow. Why, it's, looks are not everything. They're not everything. Why y'all so shallow? Looks looks matter to men. Some women don't care about looks. That's why you find women that are beautiful with a mud duck. Yeah, I mean, find those. because women are not necessarily looking at the looks of the man. They're looking at the ability for that man to provide for them and love them. See, I'm just gonna say. For me, my thing when I was younger, just younger, I used to always like tall guys. If he was above six feet, the other things, you know, I could work with those things. That was just my, I'm five seven, five seven, five seven. That was my one criteria. I didn't have, I'm sorry. Shorty. That's okay. I'll take that. (laughs) But I didn't have a lot of criteria. I just wanted to be above six feet. And that was, that was at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. For a long time, I didn't have, he has to be this, he has to be that. I didn't have all these check boxes, all these check marks. And that's why I say, <clears throat> as you grow and you mature, you know more of what you want. When you're still young, you're still trying to figure it out. You're in that figure it out stage. What do I really want from a man? What does a man really want from me? And sometimes you don't even get to the point of what does a man want from me? You're so focused on what do you want from a man? And I think that some women got caught up in check boxes that, they weren't thinking about all the other things that really matter. So while you men are looking at the looks, women have these checks boxes. And if you're not checking off those boxes, they're not even looking in your direction. Well, I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> women definitely have their check boxes that they're looking to check. And that's why a lot of them are single and older now. Because they spent 10, 15, 20 years checking off boxes. And if you didn't check off all six of those boxes, all 10 of those boxes, I'm on to the next guy. So you've been getting wine and nine for 10 years and never ended up with your friends hmm. because you were overlooking them. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I think in my opinion that we've established that what, what Kevin Samuel said, what the things he said specifically on, you know, uh, the comment that he made saying that, you know, 27 to 35 is a danger zone after 35, your leftovers. It's a very ugly thing to say, but but if you look at what men really look for, you look at what women really look for, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, it, like I said, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's an ugly truth that, that either you accept or you don't. But, you this is the thing. But, but there's a latter part to that. That's why I say it, you can't just, I, I, I just can't put it into a, a box. That's the problem for me. And that's the problem for how he presented things. Because let's just say you haven't got married by 35, right? But let's say you've been proposed to seven times. Mm-hmm. And for seven different reasons, you didn't marry those seven different guys. You just didn't get married. You're not a leftover. People wanted you. You mm-hmm. didn't want them. There's always stipulations to anything that you can make a blanket statement over. You can't just blanket it. Well, she just didn't want to be married. Maybe she just not marriage material. She didn't want to be married. Or married, maybe married, married they were cheaters. Maybe they were cheaters. Maybe they were liars. Maybe they were manipulators. Maybe they were after her money. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you had sex addictions. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> if you're dealing with seven different people, you never know what 
what vices those seven people had. I didn't mean to say um, marriage wouldn't, she wouldn't marriage material. I meant to say it was, uh, <clears throat> marriage might not be for her. But if that's what she wants, that's what she wants. You know, if, if you're letting somebody propose to you and you're saying, yes, you want to be married, you would say no otherwise. But it may be some things that happen in between that engagement that cause you to say, eh, nope, appreciate it though. Here's your little ring back. What Kevin would say was, okay, well, he, he would ask some questions about these men mm -hmm. and what kind of men they were. And he would, uh, he would probably say, well, <clears throat> why are you choosing these men? Why are you, why are you, mm -hmm. why are you, uh, why are you, uh, spending energy on these type of men? You saw this, you saw that, you saw that, you saw this. Reserve yourself for the man you, that you, that, that is really for you. He would probably say something like that. Well, a man can show you that he's for you until he shows that he's not. Like I say, <clears throat> I believe my personal opinion. Once again, I have to caveat that anytime between the first time you meet someone and six months to a year, depending on who they are, you are dealing with their representative. You are not dealing with them. You do not know who they are. They are giving you the great, all the lovely things about themselves. They may even just be showing you what you told them you want. Mm -hmm. You don't start knowing that person until you're still dealing with real world situations. And so you start dealing with some things that matter. Then you start seeing who that person is. But when you're dealing with a person in the beginning, everything is great. Everything is wonderful. And still you start peeling back the layers and then you start seeing, oh, hold on. So she lied about okay so she's not really from okay so she really didn't go here all right she never really worked there before and i'm just giving you the woman that, that's a man looking at a woman okay uh she says she has two kids but they live with her mom what you start looking at things and seeing things like okay she says she has kids but she's always available to go out she's always hanging out with a girl it's red flags they come up but in the beginning you don't see those red flags because they're covering down for their red flags they know they have issues they know they have problems but mm -hmm. They're not going to show those to you. They want to get in. They got to hook the fish first. Right, right. So, as we've been discussing, women had a lot of problems with how he presented. <clears throat> he presented it right now. Mm -hmm. I would, I would argue, how many times do we have to listen? How, how many times do men have to hear? Uh, how many times do we have to hear? You know, if you, if you, uh, if you're not making this amount of money, you don't don't even look my way, or you can't even afford me. Or, okay, so so hold on. Women say that. Women have said that to you. That, that, no, that's the question that. first. Women have said okay. that. Women, well, no, no, let me be honest. <laughs> in, in online dating, you know, uh -huh. in, in online dating, uh, I've had, I actually have had a couple women say that I can't afford them. I can't afford them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it would be better to know now than later if that's what they're looking for. And that's why I say it's taken differently if the woman says it. Really? So she's telling wow. you, she's telling you, remember, remember I told you in the beginning that if a woman tells you she's looking for a man that makes a certain amount of money, a certain caliber of man, the woman is looked at differently because she realizes her value and she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to devalue herself by spending a year or two with you when she knows she doesn't see a future in it. Mm -hmm. I said that to you early. So, but women are looked at it differently because we're saying what we want up front versus wasting time. 
because time we don't have, as we stated. So what's wrong with the man saying what he wants up front? Like saying, look, I, I, uh, what's wrong with the man saying what, saying what he wants? What's the difference between a woman saying you can't afford me and a man saying you're too old? A man doesn't have to tell a woman he, she's too old, especially on down long, ugh, online dating. You see her age. Skip past it. Swipe left. Swipe. You don't have to do anything. Just keep it moving. Uh, if that's not what you're looking for. I mean, but in order to get a little bit more in depth, you would have to talk to a person and see how much they're making or see what their position is in life and what they're doing. Okay, let me rephrase. And, what's, what's wrong with a man taking the position? Well, what's the difference between a woman taking the position that, you know, uh, this man can't afford her and, the, and a man taking posi the position that um, she's too old? What's the difference? What's the difference? In, it's in no difference. It's, it's a matter of personal perception. It's a matter of what you want. Everybody, this is a microwave generation. It's, mm. You can just pick up something, pick up a phone and get a date. You could pick up a phone and have sex. You could do whatever you want to do with that phone. That phone can provide you anything instantly. There's no work. So if, if, if you're taking away the fact that I got to go out here and actually meet somebody in person, I got to actually flirt. I got to actually present myself to this person in person for them to even consider giving me their number versus I pick up this phone. I can swipe right. I can say, Oh, hi, how are you doing? Looks so cute. And then a conversation begins. It takes away all of that work that I may have had to do. So if I, if it's so instant, let me just say, okay, so what is it that you're looking for? And why are you trying to talk? And what do you do for it's easy. It's just easy with a phone. You take out all the ambiguity. You don't feel guilty about it because you don't even have to look at the person and tell them whatever you want to say. So some of these women who are so upset about how Kevin <laughs> Samuel said these things, I wonder if they'd be so upset about, um, I wonder how they feel about, uh, <clears throat> the opposite of a woman saying that you can't afford me. Well, I wonder how that, when they get upset about that, that that's wrong. Why would you say that to a man? Why would you take that position? <laughs> What, what, that, that's just it's wrong. Gonna be certain women, it's going to be certain women that are. I mean, you can take a gambit of people. It's going to be some that think it's wrong, some things right, some that don't give a shit. But at the end of the day, it's their opinion. It's just their thought process. Some women just are so holier than thou and they're in this little corner of their life and they don't think that women should, women should say certain things to men. It's certain men they are going to feel like a woman should never say that to a man. You're going to have a gambit of people's personal opinions. And at the end of the day, the person that's right is the person that's saying it because they're speaking up for themselves and they're telling you what they want and what they don't want. So if you're speaking up and you don't want a person of a certain age, it's your right. You live your life. If she's speaking up and saying, listen, you got to make 350 or more. That's her life. That's what she wants. So why get mad at Kevin? Or why get mad, why get mad at Kevin because, for saying that? And why, he, why get mad at the woman for saying that? Okay. I'm not going to ever get mad at the woman for saying it. Of course it you won't. Because she was being, no, because she was just <laughs> making a statement. Kevin Samuels has spent so much time berating and making people feel bad about themselves. If you're going to give advice, give it, give it in a genuine fashion. I'm not being rude or mean by saying what people want. I'm, I'm telling, saying the same thing on so many levels that he was saying, but I'm not saying in the way that he said it, I'm not saying it, it to make it so it was, mallet. It was the way it was the way. Cause the substance is really the substance of what he was saying is really universal. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's really we, accepted universally. Um, but the way he was saying it is what people have a problem with. That's the problem. It's all about presentation. You have to know your audience. He had an audience. Don't get me wrong, but the way he chose to grow that audience, he grew it out of hatred. He grew it out of malice intent. He grew it out of berating black women. Black women are the most underappreciated species on this earth. Come on, give us just a little bit of clap, a little bit of applause. Don't make us feel like we're worse than what we already are. Well, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't watch enough of his episodes to to like have a fully informed opinion. I really didn't. 
Um, the worst thing I heard him say uh, was, I saw this one episode where he was talking to these two women and he said, mm -hmm. flat out said, he said, we are buying you. He said it so calmly too. <laughs> he was like, we're, we're, we, we are buying you. That's what we're doing. We're buying you. To me, that was the worst thing I heard him say. I was like, well, dang, really? Is it like that? We're, we're buying, well, we're buying. Like I women? say, he, he was very rude. He was very condescending. And like, it was one, it was one woman, for example she may have been 36 or 37. I think she said she was 165 pounds. She wore a dress size six and he was like reaming her. Mm. Like now, come on, just, just, just give her a break. And she was like, but what do you mean? And she was just as pleasant about it. And she was just listening and taking it. Mm. And it was just, everything was just like cut, cut, cut. But Did he ever it's have like, white women on the show? Did he ever have white women on his show? No, they were always black women. But ironically enough, he were caught with a Caucasian woman. So that's why really? I tell you, he had white? to be a hurt person. Huh? She was a white nurse? She was a white girl? Yeah, yeah, she was white. And that's why I say he had to be hurt by somebody in order to do that. Because you're supposed to protect. You're not supposed to protect a black woman. I mean, it doesn't matter to me what race you date. I've never been a, a, a person that makes it seem like you have to date you have to date uh, African-American, Caucasian, equal opportunity employer, okay? But at the end of the day, when you consider all the things that black women have been through for another black man to just berate them over and over and over, and you're putting everybody into buckets. And that's why I say um, I didn't appreciate those things about him. He should have made it, he should have made it more of generalizations instead of everybody's in one bucket. That was the problem for me because you can't put everybody into a bucket. It's it's a very unfortunate thing that he did. And that's why in his death, people are being so harsh and that's wrong. I mean, that's wrong in itself that they're doing that, but they're doing it based upon not being validated or not feeling like they could say it in his life. Hmm. So. Yeah, definitely was uh the way he said it. I don't think there's that term he came up with high value. Man, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think women no. know what high value I mean, value it's, high value, it's high value women also, right, right. but, but the difference is a high value man. We know what they're looking for. A high value woman, her thoughts or what she's looking for is different. It's that's totally different. True. Well, that's true to a certain extent because it, what is most definitely baked into the, the, the DNA of every woman is they do want a man who's a provider, no matter how much, how well they're doing, no matter what caliber they are. Um, you know, no matter, no matter no matter how successful they are, a woman wants a man who is a provider who can take care of her. I don't That's care correct, how much money but, she's making. But just think about this for a second. Okay, let's just say you make six figures, I make six figures, okay? We're making mm -hmm. the same amount of money. All right, but I overspend. I'm spending like I make seven figures, not six. Okay? Mm -hmm. You you save and you spend like you make a hundred grand. No, no, you make it like you like you make fifty grand. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so in order for me to live the lifestyle I want, you have to make a certain amount of money in order for me to live this lifestyle that I've created for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's what a problem comes in. We're dealing with a woman who makes a lot of money. She's used to spending or doing or buying. Can you still hear me? I'm yeah. sorry. I think I pressed me. Yeah. Okay. She's used to doing all these things. And if a man cannot come up to that level to where she wants to be, then she has to choose the latter. But on the other hand, the yeah, man is the not ladder, necessarily, yeah. So she has to choose a man who makes less money. She's not necessarily going to get a man that makes the same amount of money she makes because the man who's making that amount of money is looking at her like, 
You spend everything you make. So he's not going to want to get into a partnership with somebody like that. He would rather, and some women too, but I'm just giving you an example, would rather meet somebody who makes less money and can do more because they're not overspending. So a woman will end up getting with a guy who makes $35,000 a year and she might make seven figures. But it's of not course she she's wants, paying. Though. It's not what she wants. She's, no, she wants it's that not provider. what she wants. Right. It's not what she wants, but she's topsy-turvy. So at the end of the day, she has more of a masculine energy because she's doing more of the providing. So, and that's why men run into women that are making a lot of money and they're so cut and dry about life because they don't want to be put in that position. They don't want to be the provider. But when you're making that level of money, it's an anticipation for the man that it's going to be less on his shoulders and his woman could do more when it shouldn't be looked at as that. The man should still be the provider. I think that if a woman is making a certain amount of money, there's certain things a woman could make or make or do in order to pay. But she still shouldn't be the provider. You said the man should still be the provider. Okay, let me give you my example. You make six figures, I make six figures, okay? Mm-hmm. The man pays the, the man pays the mortgage. The mm-hmm. woman can pay the light bill. She can pay the gas bill. She can buy the food. She can pay the car note. She can do things like that. But the, you never want to put her in a position where she feels like it's a masculine energy, like she's the provider. Because once you do that, the relationship is going to be a little weird. It might not seem like it's going to be weird, but it's going to be get weird because a woman is looking for a man that's going to be a provider. Eureka! <laughs> I think I said but that. But like, what? I, huh? I think I said that like five times already. No, no, no. I'm not. We're not. We're you, not debating that. We're you, both on the same saying, page. You were saying what a man wants is is basic. What a woman wants, you said is different. I said no, it's not really different. A woman wants a provider. She wants somebody to but, take care of her. You, you, listen, the difference is a man wants a woman who looks nice. A woman will date a dude that is busted and disgusted, and nobody wants him. He's a leftover. But, if you want to but use if, the word. But if he but if he's <laughs> but if he's a provider, that's that doesn't I mean, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter at all. It looks doesn't matter at all. But if he's a provider, uh it's making He's money. in the game. He's in the that's game. That's what I'm saying. He right, so, so, but so, for you, a so, woman, so we do it, know what women but, are looking for. Now women are, are women, women are more complex than men, so they're you know, they're all these buttons you guys have, all these knobs. Right. But right. but at the very basic level, mm-hmm. like summertime when the living when the living is easy, fish are jumping <laughs> and the cotton is high. Or your daddy's rich and your mama, she's good looking. So hush little baby, don't you cry. Mm, I mean, like I say, at the end of the day, it varies. A woman is not all about looks. It's all about having a provider. Exactly, Tony. I got to talk to you. We're agreeing. I have to talk to you for so long just to come to an agreement. We're agreeing. (laughs) We agree. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying... that a, a woman who makes more money is going to be harder for her a man who makes more money it's easier for him harder because he's going to get what he wants which is the shoulder piece which is the arm candy which is the person who looks good the woman who makes more she may not get what she wants because she's not going to get the man who's making more money than her she's going to get the man who's making less money than her and he's going to put her in and in, in, um in a protector and a provider role and he's not going to understand why she's the way she is she's the way she is because she's footing a bill for your lifestyle and so she doesn't feel like she should have to so we want what we want men want we, we want, want men want what men want and women want what women want what a girl wants and, what a girl needs kevin samuels expressed that but he expressed it in an ugly way yes like i said it wasn't in a song like you know music music can make a song can make something uh a song can make something that sounds bad oh did i hello 
Tony. We lost Tony? I think we lost Tony. We're going to give her a minute or so to come back. Let me see. Did we lose Tony? I think we did lose Tony. See if she texted me. You there? I can't hear you now. Did we run out of time? No, we didn't run out of time. I don't, I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Well, we're out of time because I got to take my daughter to math and exam anyway. Don't take me. Okay. Well, this is our second. We're wrapping up our second episode of Adversaries in Harmony. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Tony has mommy duties to tend to. Yes, yes. And, Happens uh, sometimes. Right, right, right. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next one. All righty, guys. Stay tuned. All right. Talk to you later, Tony. All right. Bye. All right.